with Lipper, we want to make it like very easy, that easy to um, receive Bitcoin within a few minutes after like downloading an application. Uh, so Lipa takes away all the tech, takes away all the management which has to be done in terms of uh, participating in the Bitcoin network. And um, one of them is, is liquidity. If you want to receive as a merchant, if you want to receive Bitcoin and we do it via the Bitcoin Lightning Network for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, there is a lot of channel management. There's a lot of node management involved. So we want to let the business focus on their business. We have them by reducing all the friction um, receiving Bitcoin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Foster Inclusion Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Saida Gomez-Fleury. In this episode, I had a great time speaking with Bastion Feeder of Lipa, an app that makes it dead easy for merchants to accept Bitcoin payments. Based in Switzerland, Lipa offers very low fees to merchants, gets rid of the friction in setting up payments over the Lightning Network, and offers a solution for merchants to deal with Bitcoin price volatility. If you are interested in actually seeing this episode, visit Foster Inclusion on YouTube. Yay, finally. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Can yes. you give the audience an introduction, your name and your company? Mm -hmm. So my name is Bastian Fieder. I'm co-founder of the Lightning Payment Services Incorporated, short for Lipa. Mm -hmm. And where are you based? We are based in uh, Switzerland, uh, in the nice canton of Zug. Oh, you are based in Zug, yes. Mm -hmm. Very uh, Bitcoin-friendly jurisdiction. Yes. And so before we dive into Lipa any further, can you tell me and the audience why Bitcoin? Um, so Bitcoin, like from a personal standpoint, Bitcoin for me is, is uh, not only freedom, freedom of choice, freedom of, of um, decision, but also it's for, for a lot of people, there's a lot of hope involved when it comes to, to Bitcoin. And um, why we decided to, to go for Bitcoin as a payment system, we really want to elaborate and, and free the market from, um, yeah, how to tell it. Um, we've, basically, our, our customer base is a small, medium businesses. Yeah. And um, for them, it's currently quite a high fee involved when it comes to cashless payments. And um, we, de we decided at some point uh, that we want to give them back their revenue. So LIPA mm. stands for transparency, stands for fair payments, yeah. and for low fees. So uh, this was one of the intrinsic motivations why we started with LIPA. So uh, one of the key problems that you solve for your customers is the value they lose when they accept cards and forms of cashless payments? It's, it's not only that. I mean, um, when it comes to the Bitcoin space or to the crypto space, Lipa is purely Bitcoin. 
but when it comes to the crypto space itself like there's still a lot of hurdles there's still a lot of obstacles for everyday joe to actually join in and mm -hmm. um this is also true for for businesses so yeah. with lipa we want to make it like very easy that easy to um receive bitcoin within a few minutes after like downloading an application uh, so lipa takes away all the tech takes away all the management which has to be done in terms of uh, participating in the bitcoin network and um, one of them is, is liquidity if you want to receive as a merchant if you want to receive bitcoin and we do it via the bitcoin lightning network for obvious yeah. reasons yeah um, <laughs> It's there is a lot of channel management. There's a lot of node management involved. So we want to let the business focus on their business. We help them by reducing all the friction um, receiving Bitcoin. So we understand uh, the difference between um, on-chain transactions and transactions on the Lightning Network. Not everyone in my audience knows what the difference is. And there are some who have small businesses in regions all over the world where there is a strong case for micropayments. Mm -hmm. Do you mind explaining uh, the difference between uh, transactions on the Lightning Network versus on-chain? Um, no, I don't mind. So starting with on-chain, because this is the base layer, this is the, where all the security, where all the decentralization happens. Um, so if you basically... Um, Trans, do a transaction on the Bitcoin, Bitcoin on a blockchain. Um, there's usually you get an address and you send some Bitcoin to this address. This address get has to be, um, or the transaction has to be mined at some point. Mine, mm -hmm. Mining or minting is at this point where um, you've heard about these uh, mining operations, this um, highly technical and very uh, strong computers, which basically do a calculation and finding a block once in a while. Uh, Bitcoin did, um, um, times it uh, that it's roughly every 10 minutes will be found one of, one of those blocks. So now if you want to make a Bitcoin on-chain transaction um, based on how many fees you pay and yeah. how fast the next block is mined, um, it can take up to uh, 10 minutes or even longer until your transaction will be uh, actually verified on the blockchain. So when it now comes to uh, micropayments and uh, I don't know, uh, there is a study that uh, the average Joe wants to wait about five seconds and, and, uh, until yeah. the <laughs> transaction is done. And now. <laughs> yes, it has to be like instant. And, and, yeah. and uh, because we don't want to wait like 10 minutes or 20 minutes until we get our coffee because the coffee is cold then or we already drank it and wait for 10 minutes until we can the, the merchant actually says okay now you can go it's paid um this was actually why some years ago the lightning network was uh, put into place um, the lightning network basically uses all the security of the bitcoin on uh, blockchain of the base layer and basically puts a level on top um think about it as uh, paypal think about it as there's a there's a, a service in Switzerland it's called um, Twint. Um, yeah. So you basically pay by scanning a QR code, which is quite similar as the Lightning Network, but only fiat. Uh, so the Lightning Network, coming back to it, 
is basically a peer-to-peer -peer payment channel. Um, it's called network for a reason because you can, uh, if even if you don't have a channel to a person you want uh, some Bitcoin to, um, there's the possibility for channel hopping. So um, if you follow like the um, the idea that every person that one like me or you will know every other person on this world through at uh, maximum three hops. Um, yeah. There is the uh, the network lightning does this basically the same. So if you pay an invoice um, over the lightning network, there is a rough, um, like the average is about eight seconds, which the um, transaction will need to, re to be received and settled uh, with the destination. So this is basically the difference between the Bitcoin on-chain payments and lightning payments time and cost and it's highly effective um i think when we had our initial call just to you know touch base and get to know each other i told you that um i finally traveled to el salvador and i finally yeah it was it was so amazing it was really for me like um a wonderful eye-opening experience but um like i have a few different lightning wallets and to practice i would just send myself transactions and play i've got a lightning node as well unfortunately i don't have that much time to uh to play with it but it felt really good to be able to pay merchants on the lightning network with satoshis it just yeah. it it just made all of this theoretical sort of playful aspect of of lightning that i'd only read and practiced with myself yes, very good <laughs> very real it, yes. it, it was it was nice to uh to participate in a real life application so you mentioned your customers are small to bids uh small to mid-sized businesses yes for now um yes. for now yeah for now it's uh because you're still in beta right yes we just finished up our mvp and mm -hmm. um basically proved that the market or the market acceptance um, so Lipa was was basically founded in on the twenty first of December in twenty one. So remember the numbers. <laughs> um, but it's we start destiny. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, we actually were opting for it. <laughs> if you want to see it like this, um, uh, but we started in February last week, uh, last year, in February in twenty one with uh, with the basic idea like, okay, what do we do? And we decided, okay. Uh, there is a HANAC problem. So there, there are merchants who really want to receive Bitcoin as a payment for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are also are already um, fall into the rabbit hole and really want to see how this works, like you did in El Salvador, like, okay, I want to play around with it. Yeah. And um, others really see uh, like a, a hedge to inflation. Others have, like there are multiple reasons why people really want to receive Bitcoin as a payment. And but from research, we found out they said like, okay, we really, we really want to receive Bitcoin as a payment, but there's no one paying with it. Everybody is hodling. And I'm speaking for yeah. Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is hodling, and um, there's not really like the need or the 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 ask for it. And then we went to the public and said like, okay, um, why why what um, what would has uh, what would have to be happening? Um, that you really want to pay with your hotel satoshis with your what when what is what is the hurdle and they said there's no one we can pay with so we said okay thank you for that so now we try to resolve like this hand problem by starting with the small medium businesses enabling them um receiving bitcoin 
and um yeah this is basically it that's amazing Mm -hmm. and i guess eventually like if um if there's the development of a bit of a circular economy in the sense that these smes can maybe pay their employees a portion of their salary in bitcoin then it's not like it doesn't hurt so much if you're hodling like it just it comes back I mean, in Switzerland, it's already possible that a, a quarter of the uh, monthly salary can be paid in any other service or currency. So is that all already... Switzerland or is that yes. uh, Zoom? I didn't no, know it's that. all Switzerland. So oh, okay. there are companies, uh, I'm currently in Bern. There are companies in Bern, I know personally, which basically do it. Like they, 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 if, the, if their employee uh, wants to receive Bitcoin, uh, they have a deal with an exchange that 25% of the monthly salary goes into Bitcoin. So they're already um, like those easy on-ramps, I would, I would rather uh, name it like this, uh, for, um, for the public. But when it comes to, um, you have your, I mean, I don't know which, which um, Lightning wallet you use, but if you use, I don't know, no, none of them has an, an easy on-ramp. So you cannot send um fiat somewhere and have it directly charged to your own, to your to your wallet yeah there is the combination of uh, blue wallet and pocket you can um, um pocket pocket bitcoin is basically a service where you can send fiat and they do the exchange and send it back to a to a signed bitcoin yeah address. so with blue wallet you actually can sign uh, a bitcoin address and so they can you can um tell pocket bitcoin you can tell them this address send some fiat there they will directly exchange it and send it to the on-chain address on your on your blue wallet so that's kind of a more easy on-ramp yeah still you have it on the blue wallet then then with blue wallet you have to have like um you have to do a little trick then you can get the on-chain funds to your lightning wallet and then you can pay with lightning this works but it's still i don't know it took me and i'm rather technical took me like a day to figure out how this works yeah it's it's uh it's true that it's not easy I think what I'd done because I have a few different wallets like initially I tested obviously um the bitcoin atm where I got a paper wallet um I bought um those bitcoin cards as well just to test it Mm -hmm. um obviously I've used a few different exchanges I dca with it with an exchange here in Switzerland and so I had already established a Blockstream green wallet mm-hmm. and I downloaded the moon wallet for the trip to El Salvador. So I just transferred some Satoshis from green to the moon wallet. I think that's mm-hmm. what I did. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, but it's true that it wasn't like a one day thing because I'm yes. like constantly practicing and trying things out just to see how they work. It, I can imagine for a merchant who wants to get up and running, it could be, uh, they face yes. a lot of pain points. Also, also the public. I mean, you took the advantage and, and the time um, really to to take a look at the system, really want to learn about it. But you're not the everyday Joe. So, yeah. a normal person, uh, what what I was, what I'm uh, experiencing also in my um, in my um, with my friends, they want to have um, a wallet where they can send fiat and then have a direct direct funding of the of their wallet in Satoshi. 
Yeah. They don't want. They do not want to wait like a day or two that that it, it arrived at, a, at an exchange, and then they have to KYC into the exchange, and then they have to do the exchange, which is sometimes quite expensive, and then they have to send it back, and then they are afraid that the Bitcoin uh, address doesn't work, and so on and yeah. so on and so on. <clears throat> so this is already uh, this is still like a big hurdle which is still unsolved at the moment. So I mean, for for getting into like a circular economy also named bitcoin hyperization or the hyper bitcoinization <laughs> <laughs> um, we really need to 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 tackle those those hurdles like we have to have the on-ramp has to be very easy the same is for the merchants we are we are opting okay. for a non-custodial ver um, version of of a, of a wallet that means that the merchant has full control over the private keys yeah so in case for some reason um we will never hope that this happens, but Lipa would disappear. They would still have their seeds. Exactly. They would still have their channel backup. Everything they need to restore their funds on an Electrum or whatever wallet which is which is suitable for this. Also, if they decide, um, I don't, I do want to opt out. I don't want, I do not want to talk to Lipa. We, I want to just go, and they can. Oh, that's um, amazing. So we we will never we never want to be in the position that um, we stop someone from going their way. Uh, we would like or we would love to have the, our customer base secured because the service is good because they are like they see the value in what we are what we are giving and so on. Rather than we like most of the uh, contracts they have now they are like bound to the contract for months years upon. And without the, the the chance of opting out, rather than paying a high fee. Yeah, when I graduated from university, one of my first jobs was in uh, merchant services of a large credit card company. I won't name it, and um, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. This was uh, in Toronto, and we serviced uh, merchants based in Quebec. And every single call was just, your fees are too high, your fees are too high, your fees are too high. Mm -hmm. And we practiced the value proposition to say, well, you know, the customers love this card. And so if you refuse to accept the card, then you could be pushing away potential customers. And yes. every time I repeated that, that exactly, I felt like I could taste like a little bit of vomit in my mouth mm -hmm. because I thought this is there must be a different way than this, yep. this sort of legacy sort of controlling approach mm -hmm. to working with people. Yes. No, this is what I really love about this, uh, this monetary system. Which yeah. is approaching. Like people have the, this, the self-sovereignty that they can actually leave and they, they can opt in, they can opt out. Nobody is like there to ask them for, okay, now you have to give me some legislation that you really um, accounted uh, that you can be accounted for, or you you don't have to prove yourself for some way. No, if you have like five dollars, you can opt in. You're done. Yeah, and this is quite cool. That's it's beautiful. It's amazing, especially like um, I think you had mentioned that a customer segment you had you had identified was uh, farmers. Mm -hmm. And if you consider going to the market any day of the week, for me, it's on Sunday and buying like fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. the transactions aren't always that high. And if there are fees attached to these small transactions, then mm -hmm. at some point it may not be worth it for the merchants to, 
to accept, you know, digital payments unless. That's true. Yeah. That's true. No, it's like what we what we saw as well. Like we were talking to basically to bars, restaurants, uh, the farmers uh, just approached us and they, they come up for, with the idea of themselves. Um, but we found out like if there are micropayments, um, also with credit cards. So I don't know if you if you buy a pint of beer in, in Zurich, it's currently like nine, nine francs. Uh, with the nine francs, they usually pay like, I don't know, five francs for the beer to the to the brewery. And then they pay like two or three percent um, from the nine francs as a fee to the credit card, credit card company. So yeah. the revenue goes uh, roughly down 30 percent by paying the two percent on the top. So what we really want to achieve with Vipa as well is like taking just 0.98 uh, percent to give them back the revenue so which is yeah. like uh, a good thing from our perspective perspective as well yeah exactly so um i know well especially now i i would say that for i guess for people who are unfamiliar with the power of bitcoin mm-hmm. price the idea, the anchoring, <laughs> introducing Bitcoin at like, I don't know, 69K and it goes down can represent a bit of an obstacle for new people. Mm-hmm. Um, is that an obstacle you face or what are some of the other obstacles that Lipa faces? Uh, this is definitely one of the obstacles we face when we first talk with, with uh, our customers. So they say, okay, if they're not like really uh, into Bitcoin or if they are, um, haven't um had like so much exposure to it they are always like okay but uh what is what about the volatility and uh today is like this tomorrow is like this so if i receive the payment in bitcoin now um how how do i pay my my bills with it and so on so um how we tackle it is basically that we um we provide an off-ramp as well so you um there is a a cockpit like uh web application uh, where you can um, log in as a merchant and you can basically put a, a slider back and forth when you say, I, I want to receive, I want to have the received Satoshis, uh, like 15% of it I will keep and the rest I will um, exchange directly back into fiat. Yeah. Uh, so this this is one option we, ta- we, we, we see. But when it comes like um, the merchants are like, have like the first 20 um 20 transactions received and they see how how nice it works and they sometimes they um approach us and say like okay uh, i would really like to keep the bitcoins for now and we'll see what's happening and um yes we had like the big downfall it's i mean it's still in in free fall <laughs> yeah. um for i have to admit for me it's like sales I, <laughs> yeah so um, no, this are, this are, this is one obstacle. The other obstacle is more like okay, um, which which we basically tackle with the non-custodian way. Um, merchants who wants to to um, receive Bitcoin is they want to keep control, but they don't want to tackle all the technical aspects. I had a, um, a very good discussion with a with a barkeep in in Berlin. I was in Berlin some weeks ago. And uh, he already receives Bitcoin and he uses the PT- BTC pay server and so on. And 
he has his tech guy from the community who is handling all of this. Um, but then again, it was like uh, after we had some some uh, some few minutes of discussion, he was like, "Okay, you're now telling me I have to trust this guy. I just know from the community that he does not get take all my Bitcoin." So yes, basically, because he has root access, he has direct access to your node. He has uh, all the lockins. He has he can do anything. He does not even need your yeah. private keys because he can access the physical the physical computer. And yeah. he was like, "Okay, I have to think about it." And uh, so now we are still in in uh, in discussion if if he wants to use Lipa at some point. Yeah, it's it's fascinating you should say that because I think that um, as we're seeing the results of the money printing that happened over the past few years, and especially during the two years of COVID, um, I feel as though there's a bit more tension and people seem to be getting increasingly desperate. And so, you know, I'm not trying to be a scaremonger or anything, but if you had trusted someone uh, previously, that person, I probably still has very good intentions, but because the economic climate has changed, that person may be incentivized to behave in ways that previously they would never have thought of. So it's, uh, it's, it's very good that you can provide a service that allows merchants who perhaps aren't fully educated, but can at least take charge and have custody themselves. Yes. And also like, um, I mean, people are people. If you, if you are sitting in I, I wouldn't not even like um, put me out of the line. Um, if you sit in front of a huge honeypot, like a big, yeah. big bowl of sweets, yeah. and you are you are like asked or told not to grab into and, and sneak one or one 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 little cookie out of it, um, <laughs> and you're sitting there like it's, it's it's in your in your reach and in and it's, you're seeing it every day and over and over and it. I don't know, at some point you reach in and take a cookie and uh, because it's so tempting. And um, the thing is with a, with a huge amount of money, which is right at your reach, at your, at your fingertip, and you basically, it's just a click away to send it somewhere, um, which is probably not really detected by a person who trusts you with, yeah. with, their, with their money. And um, as you already said, like we really want to, to empower um, our our customers to get go in self custody and see, actually have the control. I mean, Lipa is um, has always has um, also the feature that a merchant, if he has a restaurant or so, um, and um, is um, employing waiters, the waiters can install Lipa as well, and the the merchant enters uh, or basically um, enters them as their employee and then they scan a QR code to actually match those two applications together oh, and then great. and then the the employer can can go around and um, issue lightning invoices on the behalf of the business but never has access to the business funds so he can only put in but never take out the only person who has actually the the power of yeah. sending or paying an invoice is the business owner so um, this also helps our, our customers to not to be on site every day. So they have their they have their employers handling all the the invoice or the payments, and then at the end of the day, they have like a tax a tax report if you want it like this, 
which basically tells, okay, this employee sent this invoice, received so much currency, uh, so much fiat. This was by exchange rate was so much Satoshi's. So we have like a, um, we can generate a report based on filters um, that the merchant actually can get at the end of the quarter, at the end of the day. That's amazing. To uh, do their taxes, which is nice as well. Do you have like um, additional educational support for the merchants in case they want to learn more or do you point them to specific resources? Um, at the moment, we try to do this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so every time we have like an onboarding uh, call or an onboarding uh, talk, we try to do some education with the onboarding. Yeah. Um, as I said, uh, formally said, we're still in MVP phase. We just closing it down so there's a lot of concierge work at the moment so all the onboarding is basically a face-to-face meeting and so with this we have the chance to educate and to to see what the what the level of knowledge uh, from this customer is and we try to to put this to a specific level Um, but on the other hand um, there at some point there there will be kind of a, a referral program whatever where we refer our customers to well-known community members they're doing uh, which which do the training yes at some point that's that's really good especially I find that um, um, people who have the opportunity to interact with Bitcoin um, it's not long before they start falling down the rabbit hole and it's um, I'm working with um, a publication called Satoshi's journal okay and um, so we all have different uh, Bitcoin journeys and stuff. And just something light that one of the team members suggested is that we all take the um, the course on Michael Saylor's uh, website, the Saylor Academy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you've read the bullish case for Bitcoin by Vijay Boyaparty. Mm-hmm. And he references India in some of the examples. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm reading this thinking like, this is such an amazing thing where no matter who you are, when you start learning about this, you discover how in your own country, the government or the state or companies really control you. Like it's such a, a revelation. And for merchants who are very keen on, on cash flows, on business, on taxes and taxes and stuff, I can only imagine that once they start dealing with this, they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> the light bulbs <laughs> yes. just go off. I need to learn more. Yes. It's uh, for, for us, the door opener usually is the fee. So yeah. if we, if we, um, if we um, approach a new potential customer, if you go, if you approach a lead, um, we usually ask, like, I don't know, I'm I'm on on the road a lot, so I'm every time I pay, I ask, can I pay with Bitcoin? And then it's okay. Now sometimes sometimes people are very close, and they're, I do not want to have anything to do with it, and then that's fine. But others are okay. Tell me how does this work? And, um, and so then I usually come to the point when they ask for fees, and I say like it's 0.98 percent of the payment, and they're like, okay, this is a no brainer. uh, usually then then it comes to volatility then it comes to okay how do i get my money and so on but this is these these questions are already asked sometimes i I need a like a slight door opener just once i'm one step in people are or um merchants mostly convinced mostly so 
Um, I'm based in Geneva. Uh-huh. My question is, I know that you you have your MVP, you're based mm-hmm. in Zug. Do you have any ideas to when like we could see Lipa uh, or merchants in, in, in Geneva starting to use uh, Lipa? Um, I don't actually. We are currently uh, defining our market strategy. Yeah. And uh, with this, we're trying to, uh, to, to figure out where hotspots of uh, Bitcoin owners are. So... If Geneva is a hotspot where, where like, or potentially a higher number of, of people would, um, would have Bitcoin, this might be a good case to, to look at. Um, but if you really want to have the experience at the moment, you come to Bern yeah. and uh, go to, um, there's a, a bar, Department 66, and um, he will more, more than happy. Yes, he will be more than happy to, to serve you some nice cocktail or something. And my husband will have beer. Yes. <laughs> but it's, a, it's actually a whiskey bar. So it's my favorite oh. whiskey bar in Bern. So they have, a, they have a lot of very exquisite and very good whiskeys. Oh, sweet. Yes. So uh, where can people find Lipa online? Discord, Telegram, Twitter, um, App Store? Us, yes. Uh, we are not yet on the App Store. As I said, we just finished yeah. the MVP phase. Um, but you can find us on Twitter, uh, uh, Lipa underscore BTC. The same is for Instagram. And you find us on the web uh, with getlipa.com. Getlipa.com. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bastian. I'm not sure if, um, if you wanted to include anything else in, in this discussion. No, I'm fine. Thank you. That was a very eye-opening and very, um, very short short wild uh, discussion i loved it thank you so much yeah thank you thanks so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode if you're a merchant or would simply like to know more about lipa you can check them out on twitter and instagram at lipa underscore btc that's l-i-p-a underscore b-t-c And of course, visit the website at getlipa.com. That's G-E-T-L-I-P-A dot com. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Foster Inclusion. On Twitter, you can also follow me at Saida Gomez. And of course, now that I'm uploading videos to the YouTube channel, please visit Foster Inclusion on YouTube. Thank you. Bye.